What's up? You're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, where fashion meets technology. I'm your host, Amanda Costco. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for tuning in. My guest today is someone who has managed to parlay her love for sustainable fashion into an investment strategy. Stacey Fruitman is an advisor to the Mars Catalyst Fund, as well as the founder of Style with Substance and the newly launched SWS Ventures, an investment firm on a mission to reduce the environmental impact of textile and apparel. Stacy was recently in Denmark attending the Copenhagen Fashion Summit, an annual event looking towards sustainability in the fashion industry. In this episode, we learn more about her experience in the sustainability space, as well as the upcoming pitch competition she's hosting in Toronto. Here to talk the business and investment side of fashion, technology, and sustainability is Stacy Fruitman. So, Stacy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. So, for those who don't know, who are you and what is SWS Ventures? Well, SWS Ventures is something that's recently launched. It came out of Style with Substance, which was a passion project to promote socially responsible brands and designers. I have a background in sustainability and corporate social responsibility for about 15 years, mostly in the building industry, but I've always had a strong interest in the fashion space. My MBA is from Paris and it was sponsored by L'Oreal and LVMH. So I have been following what's been happening in the fashion space and I really wanted to share with people starting in 2015, some interesting stories and just to raise some awareness. But then as I wanted to move towards more of linking investment innovation and sustainable fashion, I realized that there needs to be some funding towards early stage innovations and technologies. And that's why I launched SWS Ventures. Fantastic. And so what type of companies are you looking to invest in right now? You mentioned it already, like there's a sustainability angle, you want them to be early stage. But if someone's coming to you with an idea, like what specifically are you looking for? I've been really uh, focused on this space. I find it fascinating what's happening right now. So I, I feel like I have a a good eye on what's needed there, especially as big brands are moving towards stronger sustainability goals. And it to me, it's companies that are finding or coming up with products or services or disruptions that are going to help a lot of these uh, brands and retailers. But first and foremost, I, I always looked at the entrepreneur and make sure that the entrepreneur has, in my opinion, has what it takes to build a strong company. I greatly admire entrepreneurs. I was in the kind of startup world living in New York in the late 1990s uh, in the internet space. So I, I get a sense of that kind of grit and passion that's needed. So that's first and foremost. I'm also realized in terms of where I feel comfortable is that I look at the stage of the company. So I've talked to so many amazing uh, startups with great ideas, and I'm I'm always happy to talk to them and give advice. But from an investment point of view, I'm I'm more interested in an early stage company, which means that they they generally have some traction happening. 
And then the third is that I very much look at who else is involved in the company. Uh, Because I'm pretty new to the investment space, I look to the advisors, the board of directors, the team to see who else is, is involved. Because I do feel that in this space, if you have some influencers on the team, let's say top executives from big retailers, then that would be uh, a great way to to open doors, which is which is of course very much needed. Very good. So I want to talk about this pitch competition that you have coming up. So if there's any startups or entrepreneurs listening to this program, they can understand how they can get involved with SWS Ventures. But first, I want to talk about this Copenhagen Fashion Summit that you just attended and get some of your insights from being there on the front lines. But first, I want to ask you, from your perspective, does sustainability make good business sense? Absolutely. That's been the area of focus for myself for for quite a while. I've always been interested, of course, in innovation. And I believe sustainability and innovation and efficiency all link very, very closely together. So when we're talking about sustainability, it makes sense when you think about waste reduction, for example. If you have waste reduction, then you can purchase less product. You could talk about energy efficiency or water efficiency. And then all of a sudden, you can link that very directly to dollars and cents. Of course, you know, from the C-suite perspective, many of these executives definitely want to do what's best for the environment, but they also have an obligation from a bottom line perspective to their stakeholders. So when we talk about sustainability, uh, we need to talk about the savings and the efficiencies. And also then we talk about the positive benefits. Now, if you can start to link the positive benefits to increased consumer loyalty or employee satisfaction, that's even a greater bonus. And I think more and more companies are working towards that as well. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, you attended the Copenhagen Fashion Summit, which was a summit on sustainability. And as we understand it, there were a number of key speakers there, including the Princess of Denmark. (laughs) What was it like to hear from her? I was so impressed with her. I really, really was realistically, she probably, and I'm not saying for sure, but she may have had people helping her with her speech. But I have to say that the way she gave her presentation was so, was full of conviction. She really knew the space and she felt, I felt a sense of passion from her that it was really important to make this change happen. And that in Copenhagen or in Denmark, they are taking a leadership position. I was quite impressed with her. Yeah. And so on your blog, Style with Substance, you've come up with five key takeaways from the summit. I was hoping you could walk us through each of these. Sure. There is so much information and any conference, as you know, it's it's a lot to take in. So what I try to do is give it some time and, and to see what kind of comes to the surface a little bit later. And I, I came up with five areas. The first one was transparency. That came up throughout the entire conference. It's something that's so important to everybody, big or small companies. And what I mean by transparency is to communicate to stakeholders what is really happening behind the scenes, we could say. And I think that's now past the, this would be nice. This is more of a must have. And as it's becoming more digitized and the tracking mechanisms are improving, we're going to see more and more of this. And we're going to see a stronger expectation of consumers and other 
stakeholders for companies to become transparent. The second area was supply chain efficiency. It's similar to what I was speaking to before. Just even taking note and what that means is that the woman from Burberry spoke about they use the NRDC Clean by Design program. It's a step-by-step program, and they discovered 230 opportunities where they can have greater energy and water savings. And when you go through programs like that, there are easy wins or low-hanging fruit that almost any company can do right off the bat. Maybe it's changing the way they do packaging or just even in the office operations, putting together green programs. There's things that you could do. And in terms of supply chain efficiency, we're also talking about things like automation and moving towards a more digitized process and just going through that whole entire cycle and seeing where they could be efficient. The gentleman from Lee and Fung, uh, that was really quite impressive for me. Uh, they mentioned, for example, if you could just start to use 3D technology for the sampling process, so instead of a sample flying across the world three times to be remeasured, if you do this all virtually, he said you could save 20 weeks off the supply chain. And that's huge when it comes to inventory management. So the third area, it's called standardized auditing systems. And it just came up, there was actually a manufacturer from Bangladesh that was there. And he was saying from the manufacturing point of view, that is really, really challenging not to actually do the auditing, but there's so many different types of standards that the manufacturers are spending so much time just responding to the audits. So if there's a more standardized auditing system, then there would be just even greater efficiencies and they can actually do the work rather than just constantly doing the auditing. So several people mentioned SAC, which is a sustainable apparel coalition, their HIG index, and more and more companies seem to be joining that that hopefully will help. The fourth theme, probably the the panel that I love the most was about this new revitalized business model. And William McDonough was on that panel, also a company called Renewal. But it speaks about just re-looking at how clothes are made, how they're sold, and what's happening at the end of the original life cycle. So fashion has always been seen as more of a linear model. It's made, it's worn, and then it's discarded. But now, thanks to more of this circular approach, it's thinking about what happens at the end of not necessarily the total use, but the end of that individual consumer use. So can it be recycled or can it be repaired? Can it be resold in the re-commerce market? So there's a lot of interesting models, you know, even looking at something like Patagonia's Warnware, where they're fixing their garments and then selling it on a re-commerce site. So things like that is quite exciting. And the fifth thing that was interesting for me, it uh, came out a bit, was about small and medium-sized enterprises. So one of the companies, Gani, it's a Denmark company, was, was speaking about the fact that SMEs are just under half of the total market, but because they're smaller, they may not have the ability to invest in large sustainability practices, uh, but they can have a big impact since it's almost half the market. So for example, what they did they used one of these standard programs and they looked at a carbon emission framework. So for them, 
they were using carbon or buying carbon credits. And then all of a sudden you can see how much you have to pay. And when you did that, then it was much easier to, to rally around trying to reduce your carbon emissions. That's what they did, but they had to use a framework. So from a small, medium-sized enterprise, there's a lot that can be done. And all these companies, once they add it all up, it could also make such a huge impact. So those were the five overarching themes that I came up with, but at the conference, they touched upon so much. What I uh, suggest for anyone here that's listening to go to the Copenhagen Fashion Summit website, I think if you just Google it, you'll find it. And you can actually watch the videos of all of the panelists. I highly recommend you do that. Um, You can listen to the interview with Stella McCartney, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah, and we're going to put links on Electric Runway to the videos that you mentioned, as well as to your article, which is a great summary from a firsthand perspective. So thanks for that summary. Now, I want to ask you, you know, many fashion businesses today are thinking about technology as an afterthought, much the same way that sustainability used to be thought of as an afterthought. And what we're seeing now is sustainability moving more center stage. What are your thoughts on the overlap between technology and sustainability? Thanks. That's a great question, Amanda. And I just want to go back when we first met, which was last fall. And I remember the first conversation because we were wondering the same your passion is fashion tech and mine was sustainability in the space. And we knew there was something there. There was some overlap. We couldn't quite figure out, but we both attended uh, the fashion tech conference in LA, which was great. And I think that as the months went on and we started having more conversations and you came back from Bangladesh, then we really started to think about this overlap. And where I was thinking fashion tech was more about wearables and then maybe where, where you were thinking sustainability was a certain area. Now I think we've seen this overlap where technology is, we could think about it more on the automation side, on the efficiency side, in the supply chain, even what I was talking about, like the 3D sampling. All of that will link to reduced waste potentially. When we talk about efficiencies, even just to think about that example of the sample, even the carbon emissions from traveling by air for a sample to go from Asia to North America two or three times. I mean, that's incredible amount of savings and efficiencies. So I think that that's where we're going to see this overlap. And I personally am going to work over the next... 12 months with a company to try to understand those impacts. And I know there's a lot of other reports out there and people looking at this and hopefully we can work together more on this as well. Yeah, because, you know, I think you're absolutely right that when we think about technology, we think about innovation. And I think that necessarily there's going to be sustainability implications there. And that's the way that the industry has to move in order to have a future. So I definitely am very excited about the way our work is aligned. Now, something that I read in your article that I wasn't sure was this term cradle to cradle garment. Can you explain for our audience what that is? I mean, we've definitely heard about the circular fashion economy before, but what is cradle to cradle and why is this important for us to know? Well, personally, I was very, very excited to see that William McDonough Innovation Center, I believe it's called, was part of Fashion for Good. Now, Fashion for Good is an innovation incubation hub in Amsterdam. And again, if you you don't mind putting that link, I think it would be interesting for your audience to look at. And he came up with the cradle to cradle concept 
I don't know how many years ago, but I know I was looking at it in 2006 when I was working on this eco suite with uh, Tridel Company in Toronto. And we looked at car- cradle to cradle because we were considering interface carpet tiles. And I found it fascinating because what cradle to cradle is, is that it's thinking about the end of the life within the design process. So it's a continuous loop. So for these interface carpet, and that's also for anyone to, interested in, in looking into that, I, I would take a look. They were thinking about, first of all, tiles versus a full carpet. So if there is a problem or a stain, you just have to remove the tile. When you remove the tile, you could send it back to interface and then they recycle it and then it goes back into the product again. So just a couple more questions for you, Stacey. You have a very exciting pitch competition coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Yes, thank you for mentioning it. We're really excited. Right now, I think fashion it would be seen more run- as runway and magazine to most of the investment community. Not all, but I'm just saying in general. And what we're trying to demonstrate is that there's some amazing innovation side technologies. And since apparel and textiles often considered the second most pollutant industry in the world, from a clean tech perspective, it's something to take notice of. So we are going to target to have investors, especially impact investors, attending. So there's that pitch competition at Mars. The partnership is with the Mars Catalyst Fund, which is an impact investment fund led by Catherine Wartsman, and also the George Brown Fashion Exchange. And the director of that program is Marilyn McNeil Morin. And the George Brown Fashion Exchange is, in my opinion, the sustainable fashion hub in Canada, where there's a lot of applied research happening with uh, the circular economy, textile recycling. So for this pitch competition, we're looking for Canadian innovations and technologies to help reduce the environmental impact of the apparel textile industry. We're looking for early stage companies, but we are open to the idea stage if the company is fairly far along in their research uh, process and perhaps have some traction with some brands who are willing to work with them. And our goal of this is to increase, as I was mentioning before, investor awareness in this space. And we also want to really support these entrepreneurs because fashion tech or fashion sustainability doesn't often fit into a clear area because it's not fashion design necessarily, and it may not be clean tech. So it's sort of in the middle. So we want to demonstrate that there is support for them, and we want to find potential companies for investment. And when I talk about investment, it's not just the financial investment, but we also want to invest with advisory and mentorship. That's fantastic. And so what's the deadline? The deadline is coming up. It's uh, July 30th. It's not a difficult application. In fact, it probably most companies would have the answers pretty quickly. And there's going to be a group of us reviewing these applications uh, the week of August 27th. And we will be choosing five finalists to pitch at a live event at, at Mars on October 3rd in the morning. We're also going to have an exhibit area, so we're going to have some of these innovations being exhibited, and that will be open to anyone that wants to take a look at that. That's fantastic. And so, Stacey, how can people follow you and stay in touch? 
The best way to stay in touch is either my LinkedIn account or Instagram account. So LinkedIn is just under Stacy Fruitman, S-T-A-C-E-Y, Fruitman. And Instagram is Style with Substance. Great. And once again, we'll put all the links up on Electric Runway so that people can link to you as well as check out this very exciting pitch competition open to Canadian startups. We're very much looking forward to that. Stacey, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Amanda, for your support and really appreciate that you have me on this podcast today. That was my conversation with Stacey Fruitman, an advisor to the Mars Catalyst Fund, as well as the founder of Style with Substance and SWS Ventures. For videos from the Copenhagen Fashion Summit, as well as to learn more details about the pitch competition Stacey mentioned um, coming up at Mars, I invite you to visit electricrunway.com. That's where you'll also find all past and future episodes of the show. Tune in next week, where we're continuing our conversation about avatars and digital representation with the CEO of Linden Labs, the company behind the online game Second Life. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, here's looking towards the future. Music from today's episode by Andrew Applepie. Yeah, wish, but Molly would.